Yo, 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 what's good? Welcome to CounterCurrents. This is episode number 62. Petey Steele here. My co-host Elena Torres is off for a couple weeks. So, uh, you know, it's just me and the headliner doing this shit. So I want to bring to you my new friend, Kim Conkton, everybody. Oh my gosh, what's up? Yo, man, thanks so much for doing it. We've been having a good weekend. Yes? We have, yeah, we've been having so much fun. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I was always in awe of... Your comedy. I mean, it just the stuff I've seen on these roast battles and the shit, the clips I'm seeing. I'm like, I, I just admire somebody <laughs> who's so fearless. It's like, you know, a millennial, too. Yeah. Because a lot of you guys can be kind of fucking pieces of shit. It's you know? true. Yeah. No, I am for sure sometimes. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, my biggest fear is that I'm a better roast writer than I am anything. <laughs> 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 it's like my biggest fear. I remember my mom, she came to uh, the comedy store and she watched me do a roast for the first time. It was one of the first times she ever saw me do any form of comedy. And after I got off stage, she like had these tears in her eyes and she was like, now I know why you were always so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you were good at it. Yeah, she was like, there is a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus does everything. Yeah, you know? thank God, uh -huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, so speaking of coming up, so you're from Melbourne, Florida originally, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I was born in Miami for the fans that don't know, and I think mm -hmm. I've said it because I'm also obsessed with Miami Vice, and I know we've talked that topic to death. Oh, yeah. But um, that being said, I mean, what was that like coming up there? versus where you're at now doing this comedy thing. Like, I think Florida's definitely a kind of special, magical sort of place in a lot of weird ways. It though. really is. People like to hate on Florida, but I, um, I feel like I learned so much, and especially because the place that I grew up is so different than the places I live now. I grew up in Florida, I moved to L.A., and now I live in New York. So Florida was, like, the foundation I had for whatever I thought life was. And um, I think it was nice to, it was nice because where I grew up, there is, it's, it's a very set life. You, you go to school, you marry your high school sweetheart, you have kids, you, you work your nine to five, and that keeps happening. And I remember growing up, I was like, fuck that, I don't want that, I'm, I, I, like, I'm out, I want something different, I want the city life. And then I moved to LA and New York, and, and I felt happy about that, but at the same time, I like knowing that that other life can exist there's another option where you can like relax and have a family and and i used to shit on it so much but once you get out here and you're like by yourself and you're, you're doing the grind or whatever you realize that sometimes those people are actually the blessed ones yeah um so i don't like to shit on that anymore at all i think that if you have a family and a nine to five good for you you're living a really cool life at the same time the other shit's really cool, too. Yeah, so right? it's just kind of... Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Because, you know, being born down there till, and then raised till about six, I definitely had that same mentality. You know, I was going to grow up and everything was just going to be like you saw on TV or something. Exactly. You know? And then I moved up here because my parents, my mom's a professor. She couldn't get a tenure track there and everything. And she found something here. And, like... You know, it's so much more fast-paced. There's so many more, like, interesting, like, you know, high-culture-type things going on and stuff. And then there's nightclubs and crazy shit. You're like, yeah, I'm a part of something, like, this big fucking city, whatever. But then you also feel like, ooh, this is kind of a very stimulating at times. And you mm -hmm. get older and it gets tougher. And then you go back there because my father stayed. He had his position down there. And then he bought a house there and then they got divorced and all this but I'd go back and visit them and I'm like 
this is mellow. Like, I could kind of dig this. Exactly. For four or five days. And yeah, then you I start get being like, bored. what I do. Yeah. Yes, and yes. And then I gotta come back up here. Yep. But conversely, if I go up to New York after mm-hmm. five days, I'm like, yo, this is fucking too hectic. I gotta get back to D.C. where things are chill. And I'm like, wait a minute. They weren't fucking chill when I was in Florida. What the fuck is wrong with Exactly. Me? All relative. I don't know. It's basic. It's like anything else in life. It just once you go, once you're not there, it looks good again. You yeah, know, it's yeah. just like it's like being in a relationship. It's like when you're in a relationship, being single sounds fun. When you're single, being in a relationship sounds fun. It's the same shit. That's all of life. Is all of that. Yeah, yeah. Places are relationships. When you think about it, you know. Yeah. I, I've been here 32 years, more or less, except for a little time in college in another state. Spain when I was you know in college mm-hmm. but generally this is home and there's a feeling of that home that's always here that I love generally even when it's kind of boring but it's safe you know is it I DC get, seems dangerous to live in yeah it seems like a very targeted <laughs> it would be a very targeted zone oh yeah I mean if like the fucking a rat no i'm kidding <laughs> but, but if no, but if like you know we go to war of course but yeah. here's my thing here's how i've made peace with that i've said to myself you know what if the bomb falls and destroys the whole city i'm gonna stick around because i can't imagine life without this fucking city there you go you know whereas other people are going to be rushing to fucking you know get out of here and clog the arteries and probably not make it anyway yeah i'm just gonna spend my last time partying Chilling. Yeah. I'll be on a rooftop. I'm going to try to catch the bomb or whatever. Ha <laughs> ha. You jump off and try to catch it? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, fucking A. Um, but yes, it has its dangers. It's a, you know, faster paced city, certainly, than Florida. Absolutely. Um, there's crime. There's, you know, drugs. There's K2 is the new thing that's taking everyone out. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got sober a long time ago. I used to do K2 that. in college. Did you really? Isn't that cr- No, wait. Is K2 ketamine? No, 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 no. K2 is a fake weed, right? Yeah, that's a synthetic Yes, I used to do K2 in college. Yes, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because we were, like, scared to get in trouble for weed, so we were buying K2 because the people were like, it's like weed. Yeah, And now we would just smoke it. Yeah. And now I see people going crazy, like, eating each other and, like... Yeah, yeah. And I've seen it in D.C. doing my other kind of job that I do. Yeah. Because, like, in the emergency room, have people coming in it just started about 2012 and people were tripping almost like as bad as if they were on no. PCP Ugh. and then I realized what it was a lot of the people that smoke it they can pass the whiz quiz for their probation officer because it's hard yes. to test for I had a friend on probation that would yeah. um, smoke it all the time and he actually one time we were over at his house I was at this point transitioned to weed I was mm-hmm. like fuck that stuff I only smoked it like three times and I was like it tastes weird it smoked like it tasted like you were smoking like an old perfume, <laughs> like an old gas perfume. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fucked up. And so I was smoking. We, my friend was smoking his K two because he was on probation. And at one point he got really quiet and he goes, "I kind of want to murder you right now." <sighs> and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, I kind of want to kill you and cut your head off." And I was like, "What?" And he was like, I'm just kidding. But I heard people do that, and I was like, "Don't do that. <laughs> That's fucked up." <laughs> But, um... You sure it wasn't bath salt? I think it's, like... That he was on? Maybe. Because they're maybe. the ones that eat the faces. I don't know. I haven't heard of K2 making anything. I think K2 people yet. were killing people as well. They were going crazy and, like, stabbing... Masticating them? Yeah, because they would, they would, like, hallucinate and shit. Wow. 
Yeah, definitely hallucinate. Yeah, and people would see, like, their friends as demons and shit, and they'd try to fight them. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I saw people weed. in the hospital eating soap. Oh, my God. While they're waiting to get assessed. Yeah. Do you do, um, have you ever done psychedelics? I have. Back in the day, I did it in Amsterdam What was your fa- times. What, acid? Shrooms? Uh, shrooms. The, first, I, I did those philosopher's stones. What is that? They said it was the weakest kind, but it made me fucking go into like a bad but trip what is when it? I was like questioning God and heaven and hell and all this shit. And I just was in my dorm where I was staying for like a whole day. It's some kind of fucking mushroom. They, like they sell them in Amsterdam like it's produce, like they, like it's ground meat. They have like a little like uh, styrofoam tray with some sealed plastic over it. And then they staple on like a le- you know a tag which will be like okay this is the weakest the Mexican ones are like medium and like Hawaiian ones those are like the fucking strong and you ones. took the weakest ones and right? I took the strongest I took some Hawaiians uh, too not at the same time right, different right, right. trips but the stronger one was kick ass that was fun we did that New Year's two thousand two. And I saw people streaking throughout the street. Some guy, I remember shooting huh. a bottle rocket off huh. his dick. I'm not sure if it really happened what? to this day. But it, that's how fucking balls out I was. But the other shit, after taking a walk, you know, looking at the Van Gogh Museum, you know, all the fucking paintings are yeah. bleeding and shit. Yeah. Go back to my room and I'm just sitting there like, uh, is there a God? Or I going huh. to hell? Not fun. 16 hours, no good. So I never liked that too much. Um, yeah. I, um, I've had some crazy trips. Mm-hmm. I mean, crazy. I One time I, I, I was doing mushrooms with my roommate, Edie, and we went to this place called Franklin Canyon in L.A., and it's a beautiful hike, and it was so fun. And, like, we ended up hiking for, like, an hour, and we ended up on this lake, this bench lakeside, and it was, like, the bushes opened up just so you can see the whole lake on each side, and it was perfect. We were sitting by ourselves, and we're just watching the lake, enjoying it, and suddenly, like, I'm looking, and the water is rippling, like, intensely in front of us. I'm like, what is swimming towards us? And she was like, it's a bunch of turtles. And I was like, that's so cool. So, like, probably, and it was, like, so many turtles. It was, like, 15, 20 turtles come out of the water and they all come out at the same time and they're just walking towards us they're like turtling over and then they just start like nibbling at our shoes and it's so cute and we're like this is so cute they're like hanging out with us and then like these fucking huge birds come out and they land on each side of our thing and they're like sitting next to each of us and i was like where'd these birds come from and then suddenly two seconds later two chipmunks that are wrestling roll out of the woods and roll onto the back of I mean a cat it was like a dog it was I'm not even like exaggerating it was seven different animals just surrounding us and at this point we're laughing so hard every time a new animal comes we're like no way we're like we're making jokes that we're snow white and like we're doing all this shit and I'm like are these animals even real and like right when I question it this guy comes up with his kid and he's like hey why are there so many animals around you guys? And we're like, we don't know. But we're so happy that they're they real. They smelt the fungi. They knew, dude. They yeah. knew that our third eye was open or something. And then there was like a different situation where me and my friend Emily, who had done mushrooms before at this beautiful beach, we wanted to get our friend Olivia to do them. And she's very type A. Mm-hmm. Very type mm-hmm. A. Does mm-hmm. She's like one of those people that just drinks alcohol. Sure. She doesn't smoke weed or anything. And um, she, she was like, okay, I'll try it. And we get to the beach and... We take these mushrooms and she gets 
at first we're having a good time and then and it, t- it took like a 15 minute walk down to the beach to get to our spot and we're all having fun we're all like look at this this is weird look at this and then all of a sudden she's like i have a really bad stomach ache she's like i need to shit <laughs> and she's like i don't know what to do and so and it took 15 minutes to get down there away from the bathroom so i'm like okay we have to walk back to the bathrooms and we're tripping ball like losing our minds <laughs> such a packed busy beach it is it is the most beautiful beach you've it's i think top five beaches like in the united states it's a gorgeous beach Which it, beach is this? it's called el matador it's in um malibu oh, it wow. is fucking gorgeous it looks like you're in a different country it's cool. like these caves that you can sit and lay a towel in and these yeah. huge rocks that come out of the water and so we're walking halfway back to the bathroom and she looks at me and she's like i'm not gonna make it and I'm like, oh, man. And then and she's like, I got to go in the water. And at this point, the water's, like, pretty rough yeah. and full of rocks. Right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I had to, we were like, we're like, we'll go sit in this cave. Yeah. You go in the water and we'll, like, watch you but not watch you. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to do it. So I'm, like, trying to watch her to make sure she's not dying but also trying to give her her privacy so she can diarrhea in the yeah, ocean. Yeah, 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 And I see her and she's sort of, like... Oh, she was feeling, like, the liquid shit. Yes. Okay. She was... Yeah. She was feeling... Sliding it was, like, up in your you know, BMs. when you're gurgling yeah. and, like, you're, like, this has got to <laughs> be now or never. So she's shitting... And I see the waves start, like, getting... It's like God was punishing her. Like, as soon as she got in, suddenly it was, like, a rip current, an undertow. And then this seal pops up next to her and starts, like, almost harassing her while she's shitting. And she, like, swimming away from it. She gets out of the water. She's like, I couldn't shit. A seal bothered me. The ocean's got to... She's like, I'm not done yet. God's talking like, you want to lose your anal retention? Yeah. I'll liquefy it for you, bitch. There. Exactly. Oh, shit. Oh, man. And then she's like, I don't know what to do. She's like, I'm not done. She's like, I got it. She's like, but... And at this point, the water is so rough, you can't even step back How much did she eat before this? We didn't even eat. She just got sick. She got so fucking (laughs) sick. And so she's like, she's like, I'm not done. I, 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 I didn't finish. Like, I don't know what to do. So we're sitting in this cave and I'm looking at this cave mm-hmm. and I'm like, it goes pretty deep in. It goes probably like eight feet in. And I was like, why don't you go to the back of the cave? Nah. Take a shit. Right. Bury it like a dog. (laughs) And she's like, okay, good idea, good idea. And at this point, me and my friend Emily are so fucked up. We're like, you know what we'll do? I was like, you can take all your clothes off. We'll hold a sheet over the covering of the cave. And you can just shit in private. And we'll hold the the sheet from the... Put it up like a roadrunner thing over the cliff. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so we're holding it up. And we're so fucked up that we don't realize that there's a side opening. Um, so, like, she's fully exposed. There's, like, another hole that goes out into the beach. So, she's fully exposed. We're just holding a blanket and getting attention. Mm-hmm. People are like, what are they doing? So, everyone's looking and just seeing her shitting. <laughs> and at this point, she's shitting, but we're holding the sheet up so the smell's all directing out of the hole onto the beach. Right. And you can hear, like, a little boy and his dad go by, like, Daddy, what's that smell? And it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, so bad. She shit. So much that it started leaking out of the cave, and we were like moving our feet. So it was like watering. Like oh wow, it was. I was. She was coming off like an oil painting. Dude, it was crazy. (laughs) And um, and at this point, she's shit and fallen in it. Because she's like squatting, so she falls in it. I bet she loved that. Is she really hot too? Yes. Okay, so that like totally fucked her day up. Yes. Yeah. So then she she (laughs) fucked her bathing suit up. She's got shit on her bathing suit. I'm like, you need to take off your bathing suit. 
we need to rinse you off. At this point, she's, like, done shitting, but she's, like, all weak and cold and, like, shivering naked. Mm-hmm. She's got shit on her. Sure. This is just some fun fun trip we're supposed it, to be taking. It was awesome. And me and my friend Emily were like, how do we rinse her off? We can't yeah. take her naked out of the cave and dip her in the water. There's right. all these people. Yeah. And we have the great idea. We have water bottles like this. And we're like, why don't we run back and forth, fill these water bottles up, and then sort of slowly do rinse her off. Yeah. Yes, on her, which is, like... She had so much shit and sand and that, like, one water bottle was, like, a toe. It was, like, crazy. So, me and Emily are tripping. We're running back and forth between the water and this smelly cave. And at this point, everyone on the beach has caught on to something. Someone's shitting in there. Yeah. It smells. Right. And then I... You're like, this really hot bitch is, like, a vagrant. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're, like, all three running out back. And we look crazy. We're <laughs> filling up this water and we're running back. And when I'm running back, I hear a girl to her boyfriend go, say something. And her boyfriend goes... What do you want me to say, Lauren? They're all on fucking drugs. <laughs> and I was like, no, they know. So we're rinsing her off. And uh, and then, like, it was, like, so crazy. We saw a pod of dolphins. We all paused to cry at the dolphins. We had our boyfriend pick us up. We had to take this walk of shame with our friend. We put the blanket around her, and we had to take this smelly, shit-smelled walk of shame on the beach. She was just naked. It was embarrassing. She was totally naked? But naked. Wow. So she, like, turned Malibu into Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. God, that's, like, an amazing trip ball story. Yeah. And does she do it every week now? No, she'll never do it again. (laughs) She'll never do it again. She had a terrible time. And, like, I was like, it's crazy because the mushrooms were so good that in between her shitting and, like, panicking, we were like, this is no fun. (laughs) She's like a lawyer now. Yeah, yeah. She wants to prosecute bitches like you. Yeah, she's yeah. done with me. She wants me in jail right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so that's why we picked, you know, comedy. It's like mm. purgatory for Kim. That's right. Fuck yeah. So, what? I mean, what made you do comedy, like, first time? I mean, 22 years old, you mm-hmm. just, you're at college. Was it like a senior year? Uh, it was my junior year. Okay. Yeah, I, it was the end of my junior year, and I was working at this bar called The Swamp Restaurant. And the swamp was like a crazy bar, like the the Named years after the football stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and it was um it was the most popular bar in the campus. in the yeah in the campus, and it was the years that I work, worked there, it was voted the number one college bar in the nation by Playboy magazine, like nice. the craziest bar. I like to describe it as a college version of Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like one of those bars where you're spraying dudes in the face and shit. So fun. So I did videos for them, like promo videos, while I was um, um, majoring in telecommunications. And my boss was like, oh, you do such good videos. He's like, I can hook you up with an internship in L.A. And um, he did, and it ended up being under this guy named Tom Beers, who owns Fremantle Media. They do American Idol, Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal, um, Deadliest Catch, Storage Wars, like... I know all the titles. I've never heard of Tom Beers, but he makes the magic. He was a CEO, and, um, and he was friends with the owner of that restaurant, and... He got me an internship there, and I ended up working there, going there for the summer, and the only person I knew in L.A. was my cousin. She was an assistant at CAA, a comedy agency. So when I wasn't doing my internship, we were going out and scouting talent. I was just tagging along. And I remember uh, the night that I went out, that that morning there had been a huge manhole. Is it a manhole when the earth, like, eats up? Yeah, like it implodes. It just kind of, like 
goes into the ground. Yes, yeah, there was yeah, like yeah. a huge manhole that like had eaten someone up in their own living room that morning. This was Ooh. like six, seven years ago. Just someone in their living room just got sucked into sucked the earth in. and died. The David and Lynch film. As fucked up as it was, it was so funny to me to be sitting in your like to be like a person that was in your living room and then suddenly you're yeah. in the earth. Like it's just your time to you know it couldn't yeah. be any more your time to go. Yeah. Um and. And I remember commenting on that that morning with my cousin. She's like, that's so funny. We went out that night. We're at the comedy store, and Dane Cook gets on stage. Mm. And almost verbatim says the funny thing that I said that morning. And he was, like, killing. And I remember at this point, there was, like, something clicked in my head where I'm like, mm. I this dude sells out Madison Square Garden. And we had the same... Idea. Vibe. Yeah, we yeah, were, like, yeah, on the yeah, same yeah, yeah. frequency at that point. Yep. And, and so, and so that was, I turned to my cousin, I was like, I want to try this. And she was like, cool, sign up for the, the open mic. And I think she had some, so she could pull a little. Yeah. So she got me to be able to go up in the open mic. And then that same night I signed up for Kill Tony. I became a regular on the Kill Tony podcast. Yeah, I saw for the those next two clips. Years. Those were great. And um, I think like the next day after I did that first mic at the store, I had dropped out of college. I called and dropped out. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And, yeah. and that, you know, that same moment kind of thing happened to me. I mean, I, it was after I started comedy, but I was kind of like flirting with it, you know? Because mm-hmm. like, even though I have a real job and stuff, I'm, I don't have plans to move or do anything crazy or anything right. like that, but I like it as supplemental income. It's fun. You Great. Know, whatever. Exactly. Release. I'll do it if I'm broke. I don't give a shit. But I remember, this is like 2012. I've been doing it about six months, and I'm like, am I good, or is this just kind of like a hoax thing or mm-hmm. whatever? It's not like it's high barrier to entry here. We were building a scene. But one night, I went out to see Hannibal Burris at mm-hmm. the Hamilton, and mm-hmm. he brought along this opener, this guy, Damien Lemon. It was really funny. And Damien goes up and literally does, like, two of my bits. Like, it almost, not verbatim, but, like, pretty goddamn similar mm-hmm. and I remember thinking like wow like if the fucking opener for this guy who's like touring or whatever can do this shit this is not a mistake like exactly. I can do it and then I went home and I was fucking furious because I had to scrap those two bits you know <laughs> anytime someone says a bit of mine I I'm kind of just like I take it in a positive way I go okay good yeah. I'm gonna get rid of that hack bit because if someone else can think of it it's a hack bit to me that's a good point too yeah yeah so, that's happened to me recently. Like, someone just yesterday, a very funny comic, tweeted something that I said six years ago that I've always, like, used in my set. Mm-hmm. And she tweeted, and I was like, well, I'm throwing that bit away now, even though I had it first. I was yeah. like, if someone else can think of it, it's not original enough. Sure, sure. Um, and, yeah, it's all fucking progress, work in progress totally. constantly. All the time. It never ends. And what's next for you, do you know, even? Um, yeah, right now I am, uh, I just literally booked a job yesterday, comedy producing, uh, on this show called After Party, Impractical Jokers After Party. It's like a show after that, that comes up. And so I'm producing for that for the next month. And, um, I have an HBO special coming out in August or September, HBO Latino special, Dos Entres. And, um, excited to see that and just grinding and doing podcasts and all that stuff, you know? We talked about this, I think, last week with Rojo Perez, who was in here, because mm-hmm. uh, my co-host is Latin, and we were, we were talking about like Latin showcases. Mm-hmm. Think of maybe one Latin room in D.C., Havana Village. 
I remember I hear Joey Diaz on his podcast talking about like all the Latino nights they used to have, at least in Cali. I don't know if they still really have them. What kind of like market? Obviously, I see fucking Fluffy out there selling out mm-hmm. auditoriums, and uh, you know people know George Lopez. But is there like still like I don't know like a mid level kind of market for stuff like that? No clue. As you mentioned no clue. No fucking clue. You're just like, hey, they they hit me up. Dude, They're if like, they email me, business. I email back Let's if the price is right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. I um I feel like honestly it could probably be a little better about going out and getting things. I like wait too much for something to come mm. to me. Um, but then I feel like there's also like a line. You don't want to be annoying. Sure. You also want to be aggressive. Fuck yeah. It's, like, it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, it is hard asking for like help and stuff, especially when you're up on that stage alone and you're like, well, who the fuck's gonna help me then? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But business is something different, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You're right. And it is a business. People, I think a lot of comedians forget, especially, like, um, people don't treat comics very well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I shouldn't have been doing comedy for... You shouldn't ever book a comic onto a stage where you're selling things and not pay them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ever. Ever. It doesn't matter the experience. It doesn't matter anything because if those comics weren't on the stage, you wouldn't be selling shit. That's right. It's, they're the most important part. So I think it's really fucking disgusting how the industry t- treats comedy and comedians. And, um, and that's why I like to just take note of the clubs that treat me well. Yeah. And I just keep that in the back of my mind and I'll remember it. And the ones that don't, I'll remember that too. Well, I hope we've been just delightful here. You have. You have. <laughs> this has been the best. I love it. Good. Yeah, yeah, Good. You guys have been yeah. great. The club's fun. The people are fun. And that's Staff is great. Part of the reason I stuck with this thing for as long as I did and yeah. didn't really think about moving or anything is like, they've been so good to me here at both draft houses and making sure I get money and I've grown so much as a comic and the yeah. time and everything there's yeah. leadership here you won't really see it at like the big shows but they have two big open mics weekly where there's like senior guys that were passed up in New York running the shit mm-hmm. give you feedback and they're real transparent which I don't see at a lot of like clubs you know like they might book somebody that's got a look or something like that but it's just nuts and bolts around here and if like you've got the goods they'll fucking book you and show some initiative you ask and they'll say all right you need to do this 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 and this and that right and even if they don't like you personally they'll still book you if right they don't fuck with you and, and that's like wow i'm real impressed by that i love that oh you know? yeah that's what you need too to work on your stuff you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and speaking of stuff we got a lot of stuff coming up this next week here at the dc draft house a couple events on uh Friday and Saturday, both 7 and 9 p.m. Drew Michael is going to be here from SNL. Yes, sir. And then uh, at the Arlington Cinema Draft House, we have none other than Adam Ferreira live from Comedy Central. That's the 16th and 17th shows at 7.30, 10 p.m. on Saturday and then 7 and 9.30 on Saturday. Dang. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, definitely follow us on CounterCurrents on the Instagram, the Facebook page. Look us up on Podbean. We move the podcast around, you know, avoid the 
confusion, any fucking imposters or whatever. Um, and when you follow us, as you know, you get a chance to win three free sets of tickets to either one of these shows, and then you can unfollow us and follow again for a chance to win the following week or whatever if you want to run the hustle. <laughs> and uh, what do you got coming up, Kim, besides this production deal? Any big shows or podcast yeah yeah um you guys follow me on twitter at kimberly congdon on instagram at kim congdon check out my other podcast broad topics it's broad t-o-p-i-x that's on itunes google play youtube stitcher anywhere you find podcasts and i have another podcast called subway creatures um also anywhere you find podcasts along with uh you can also find it at the gas digital network and um Stone Science. I get professional comedians high and I make them do a science fair project. And if you want to see that, go to youtube.com slash stone science. Wow. <laughs> I'd love to come on that and drink coffee. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> all right. We want to thank Kim Collin for coming through and thank all of you guys. Peace out. Later.